Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's guest is Raisa Girona, mom to three and a half year old Dylan, and also the chief brand officer of the beloved fashion retailer, Revolve. Today, we sat down to chat all things motherhood, self-identity, self-doubt, and all the crazy feelings and lessons that you learn throughout the journey. I hope you enjoy our chat. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much again for, for doing this. Oh my gosh, um, my pleasure. Thank you for thinking of me for, for this. I love it. I'm so course, excited to be here. Of course. And before we kick off, I think it's just really important for people to know that you actually have a really special connection to Parallel. Yeah. And you are one of our investors. Yes, I'm so happy and proud to be on the podcast, but also just to really support in a different way. I remember when you guys emailed last year and it was just an exciting email to to understand what you guys were doing and obviously as a mom that kind of tried to navigate the whole vitamin space of what am I supposed to take and stuff like that it was just a you know honestly like a no-brainer and it's just incredible to see the traction that Parallel has had in the last you know call it 12 to 14 months and I'm just really really happy and proud to be a part of Parallel. Thank you. It means the world. <laughs> of course. Well, let's jump into it. So we hear a lot about your career and all the incredible things you have done to disrupt the world of marketing and retail. But we want to focus on another side of your life that is all-encompassing, and that's your role as a mother. So let's go way, way back. Did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's even admitting that or saying it out loud to people because as women, naturally, you're expected to want to have children and to take certain roles. And and obviously, that has evolved so much in the last you know 50 years. But I never honestly felt like I was going to be a good mom or didn't really have this desire. I always also felt guilty because I would have friends that you know, even from a really young age in their early 20s, I were like, I can't wait to be a mom. But that was something that was not natural to me. And something that I really, again, felt guilty about. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I find so many people have a similar response to that question. And I think so much of it comes from the fact that we are oversubscribed as as women in the thought of finding space and room for that role seems almost impossible, especially when you're building an empire. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think for me too, also, I was just, honestly, I was like, am I like motherly? Like, you know, you know, it doesn't come naturally. Am I like warm enough? All these kind of like, again, just self-doubt because I felt like I wasn't so keen and excited when I saw kids. I automatically associated that with me not having kind of the capacity, whether that's time or like literally love <laughs> to be like a mom. So um, obviously that's changed. <laughs> well, it's really neat because I think that women like you and so many other women in our generation are rewriting what it means to be a mom. You know, we're constantly comparing ourselves to this old trope of the leave it to beaver mom, right? And that's wonderful and great, but it's not realistic. And it's great to see women redefining motherhood to fit into who we who we are today, just like you've done. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of have, you know, no choice but to to figure it out. And that's, I think, another another thing that gave me a lot of um, solace too is to know that like so millions, I mean, billions, <laughs> maybe you know, at this point of um, of women have done this before me. And obviously, the, the 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 dynamic of us, you know, working and before moms, you know, usually typically stayed at home is different, but it did give me a lot of peace of mind to know that like, okay, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it too. And, and honestly, like that is really how I approached not even like being a mom, but like birth. I was so worried yes. and scared. <laughs> of course, like who wasn't going to be, um, because we've never done it before, you know, yeah. that was really like what I was focused on is, is this kind of mantra of, you can do it. You got this. Like all these other women have done it before you. You know, I just really was like, okay, I got to just get through my pregnancy and make sure I'm well. And when I say well, it was really like, obviously my health, but like very like, you know, emotionally and mentally. Dylan is, how old is she now? So she's three and a half and it's so enjoyable. It's like everything that they said to you as a, as a non, as like not a mother and all the moms that would give you advice, truly all of it is true. That it just gets better, that the love gets bigger. And like, it's so fun now. I mean, it, it was always so fun when she was, I mean, when she was born, of course, it was really tough transition. Um, it's so fun hanging out with her. She's like not annoying at all. Like she's, <laughs> she's like really cool and chill and like just so enjoyable. Like that's the only word that I can really think about when I, when I spend time with her is I just enjoy every single minute of it. And like, I can't wait to spend more time with her. That is so cool. And I just, again, can't wait to continue to like grow with her. I was actually thinking about that last night when I was kind of, you know, thinking about our conversation today is like how much I'm like learning from her. We went to a farm a couple of days ago over the weekend. And like, I'm like so scared of animals. I was always, I never grew up around animals. She like loves animals and is like all about it. And so like basically seeing her have so much fun with the animals just made me think, man, okay, you need to let your guard down. Kind of like reflecting back on all the things that I could be doing from like a three-year-old, which is honestly really amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that kids have this way of not only making us look in the mirror and really think about ourselves and our actions, but also opening us up to different possibilities and looking at things really differently and slowing down. And maybe what she's doing is helping you kind of work through that fear, which is really beautiful. I know. know? That's what exactly I'm like, man, and and just kind of reminding myself that all the things that I know about myself can also be changed because it's like you have this option to just rethink about like what you thought about certain things before, whether it's like being afraid of animals or whatever, trying something different. So that was just kind of a a really cool moment to have yesterday when I was thinking about this conversation. Yeah, I love that. So when you found out you were pregnant with Dylan, what was your initial response? And were you excited? Were you nervous? Obviously, you've, you've mentioned you were a little nervous about the birth, but did you feel ready? Or does no. Ready? <laughs> okay, this is like the funniest story. So I found out I was pregnant on 4th of July in 2017 in the Hamptons. Stop. Or revolve in the Hamptons. Like, Of course. Were, yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So Damien, who is Dylan's dad, was like, you know, I had obviously like, uh, he was like, you're, I think we're like, we weren't trying yeah. by the way at all. Yeah. Okay. And so he was like, I feel like you're, you know, you, you just might 
probably are. And I just, it's almost like I didn't, I kept putting off taking like the pregnancy test because I just knew too. Like it would just- You had that intuition. You knew it. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Completely. finally that morning, he was like, you just have to take the test. And so I, of course, did. Alex, I literally cried of sadness. Again, I felt so sad. No, I did that with with my daughter. It's a lot to process, especially when it's a bit of a surprise. (laughs) Totally. Such a surprise. (laughs) And then also like, we're just about to kick off an entire month of me living in the Hamptons for Revolve in the Hamptons, which by the way, all you do every day is party. Party, yeah. And so I was just like, no! No! Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just so overwhelming. And again, so unexpected. Like I didn't even tell work till I was five months pregnant. You're like kidding. A That's a I know. long I don't know time. why. Yes, wow. I know. I wow. think because it was, again, it's actually my first time really like, Really talking about this. I think it was a lot of, um, there was so much emotion of, again, not wanting to be a mom. And then, you know, now I'm going to be a mom. And then kind of f- trying to figure out, like, how do I transition? How can I still be myself, but not be myself? You know, there's all these different emotions that come with that. And I think, again, like, as a company that has built a brand around having fun, traveling, i heavily contributed to that. Yes, of course. It's like this identity paradigm. I am this, but I also need to be this. And then we're thinking about that traditional role of mom, which is just so wrong. Crazy. You know? Yeah. So it, crazy. Was like, it was a lot of, it was a lot to think about. And I think that's why it took me a while to really like announce like to everybody like, Hey, because I had to just work through that myself. You know, now looking back, it's like, it was like the best of thing. Course. Of course. But isn't that how things in life go? There's no perfect timing for anything in life and life will just throw you the biggest curveball. but then, you know, you find out how to make lemonade out of it and you, just you figure have just, it out. Exactly. You figured it out. And I think there's something really interesting there about that identity shift. How did you throughout your pregnancy come to terms with what you're expecting and did you find that you were able to work through that better in the kind of the postpartum phase? Or did you find ways to kind of come to peace with that while you were pregnant? The new you, <laughs> in a way. I knew that I couldn't stop working. This was also like a bit crazy because it was when the company was preparing to go public. It was so much work and travel. And and I think I was not able to fully grasp what I was getting into because I was so occupied with work. But I think... It's in my personality to just be like, all right, you know, gotta you get through it. Anything, <laughs> you just got to figure this out. And it turned out, of course, fine. But it was just certain things in my, like, I would say, I have very, very few regrets in life. And I think one of my regrets in life is not taking like the leave after I gave birth. Like I came back to work basically within six, seven weeks of giving birth because it was Revolve Festival. Oh my goodness. I know. Oh my goodness. You poor thing. That's what. And by the I way, mean, it doesn't stop though. You know, I that's know, the other thing. asked me to do this. Yeah. It was like, it's this psychotic thing that I think when we as women, it's almost proving to ourselves or to, I don't know who. Maybe I was also trying to prove it to like my team and like other women was looking at me that like, you could do everything. But I hated that. I wish now when I look back again, I wish I took the three months off. During that time, I'm just like going through the motion and pushing myself. But really in hindsight, it's like, for what? 
I remember like I gave birth to Dylan like on a Saturday and on Monday I was back on a call, like a crazy person. I don't say it to boast. I'm saying it as like a regret. I wish I just took my time to just be with my child, but also to heal because there was just like so much happening, you know? There's so much happening. I mean, beyond the physical part, there's this whole mental part, right? Your brain now has to run two tracks at any given time. They run the track to take care of you and your business. But at the same time, you're constantly thinking about your little one. When do they need to eat? Do I need to change their diaper? Who's going to watch them? You know, it's just, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. And so after that too, like, you know, obviously no one tells you really how hard breastfeeding is. And that was, it was tough. Like again, a crazy person. I was like so committed, you know, breastfeeding her. And that's when I started to travel like so much for work and the IPO. And I would have to like pump in like investor meetings. It was like so crazy. Oh my gosh. That's insane. And so how was it also just physically being distanced from her? Because I had a really tough time uh, with my second being away from her for a little while. Did you experience that? How did you work through that? I was so occupied with trying to be like a good mom and breastfeeding and then trying to, you know, take the company public. We didn't even really, I think, have time to feel bad being away from her. I think ultimately I was just like, you know what? I have to just, you know, do the best I can for me and our family, which was, you know, the work. And, but again, like that was one of like my biggest regrets in terms of like, I wish I took the full three months to just be at home take the time and like, don't feel so pressured to like go back to work. Like, you know, like I, I put so much pressure on myself to like prove that I can do both. I did the same thing. I thought, okay, I'm capable of doing all these things. Of course I can make this work. I was on a conference call four days after giving birth, nursing my son. And of course I forgot to mute the the call. And so no. like, oh, I was so mortified. I just started a new role as this exec at Urban and it was mortifying. And of course, like you, you don't know what you don't know. And now that I'm on the other side, when I had my second, it was really important for me to just take care of that. And I didn't, I started to understand a little bit more about why I really tried not to take that leave the first time. But the second time I was like, I need to just focus and, and get through this and have some time. But it's insane. Totally. I do think like that pressure that we put on ourselves as new moms to be able to kind of conquer everything is it's really, um, it's really not healthy. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked a little bit about this kind of identity shift and how you kind of broadened who you were to kind of reaffirm yourself, but also yourself as a mother in this new role. How has your, has your fashion or sense of style, beauty, sensibilities changed at all as a mom? Did you feel like you had to kind of adjust that? This is a really good question because this is something that I definitely struggled with after I gave birth is like this whole concept of one, like, of course, your body's not the same. That was the other thing too, is like, I was hyper focused to uh, make sure that I was as healthy as possible when I was pregnant because something clicked inside of me when I found that I was pregnant where I was like, okay, now I'm growing life and a human like I actually have to be much, much more healthier than I've ever was before. I was still exercising. And so when I was done, when I gave birth, I was like, what do you wear now? Like, what do you even like, 
what am, who am I? Like, you know, completely. It took, it took a little bit, but I think after I would say a couple of months of after giving birth, I was like, you know what? Like, F this. Like, I just have to just be myself and like be proud of like who I am. And obviously, some of like my outfits have changed because also I'm getting older. But generally, I always just want to feel like myself. And again, it took a little bit of time. But it, it, it was it was a process of just trying to, you know, not really think about like what all these other people are going to think. Quite honestly, I still sometimes have uh, this like, oh, no moment, because like, for instance, like if I have a school thing, I'm like at someone's birthday party, like Dylan's like classmates. I'm like, what do you even wear? Like, you know, because you're just like, yeah. as a former fashion girl, I want to dress a certain way. And I'm like, this doesn't feel momish. <laughs> Totally. It's like, okay, I don't want to be like so extra. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like trying to find this balance. Of, but it's just trying to find that balance. But again, for me, always want feel, wanting to feel avert, like myself and not try, trying to think too much about what the other moms are going to think about me or what whoever will think about me. Because I'm like, that's like what I also have to try to show Dylan as a person and as a girl to just like, Try to be comfortable in your own skin and not worry so much of what all these other people think about you. Absolutely. I think that's the most valuable lesson you're teaching her. Every day you dress, you go to work, you're showing her what you're capable of. You're showing her that you need to reaffirm who you are. And it's really powerful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, but it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. doesn't make it any easier. So how would you describe yourself as a mom versus your role as a leader and an entrepreneur? How are they different? And are there any, is there anything that you carry over from your role as a mom into your, your job? Honestly, I, I think that there's not much difference. I know that sounds weird, but I think me thinking that I wasn't going to be a good mom in the beginning of like, you know, not wanting to be a parent or a mom, et cetera, like completely changed because I think I'm naturally actually a nurturing person. And that's really kind of how. I lead my team and also, of course, how I am with my child. I also really don't try to raise my voice and really yell. I think a lot of it is talking through um, what the problem is and trying to find a solution together. As funny as that sounds, that's really kind of how I talk to Dylan. You know, I always ask her like how she's feeling, what's going on, and really kind of talking through what's happening. And that's really kind of how I lead too. you know, sometimes I think about when someone is really upset at work, or the opposite where they're very like, not they're not participating as much in meetings and stuff like that. When you get to the bottom of a lot of the situations, it's sometimes a lot of it does come from like, hey, you made me feel this way one time. And hey, like, I think you're giving this, you know, person more attention, or hey, I'm not getting this. And it's just kind of communication constantly. And some of the things that I apply to, 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 to my team is kind of making sure I let go of things and kind of try to see everything as a fresh start, a new day. Uh, yeah. And of course, there, I guess the one thing I can't do with my child is, you know, if I have to like fire somebody. But I think generally like my, my tone and my, my overall communication skills weirdly applies to both work and, and, and at home. Completely. Yeah. I've really picked up on that from a distance. Um, just oh, really? Know you. Well, you know, you've, you've nurtured so many women's careers, you know, from Pia Baroncini to Ami Song. And 
now you are all navigating motherhood together, which is so crazy. I know Ami, but I was like so shocked. Yeah, I'm so excited. You know, she's taking parallel, which I'm I great. Was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy to see that. Um, but you know, has your network of girlfriends given you how do you look to them for support? Have they given you any advice that you really take into your everyday role as a mom? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Once you become a mom and you see other moms, you just automatically are in this like club together of like, man, this is hard. We're figuring it out. We're all the busiest, you know? So you have so much more like empathy for everyone, for, for the other moms and other families. Cause you just know that everyone is, is working hard to make their home a home. The best. Yeah. Before I gave birth, I actually, <laughs> I interviewed like 10 or 12 moms. Okay. And ask them all the exact same questions. I wanted to just try to get some tips and tricks from real women that I really like looked up to and associated myself with and just wanted to see what they said. And so it would everything from, of course, like what was your, you know, must from your baby shower list. And everyone kind of gave like their top 10 things that you must have, which was really great. So I didn't want to be like wasteful with things that I didn't need. To like, of course, like breastfeeding, which again, I wish I asked actually significantly more, but I did a lot of questions around like the schedule and like, when did you go back to work and nannies and, and I interviewed all types of moms, like stay at home moms to like CEOs so that again, I can have kind of a, a gauge. And one thing that also came out of that um, was like getting a doula. Um, oh, I never wow. thought about like getting a doula, but like everyone was like, maybe eight out of 10 or something used a doula. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. So there's so many like tidbits that I learned from these women. And so now, of course, like we'll keep in touch sometimes because I am surrounded by so many amazing women who are, you know, like yourselves, like starting a company, running a successful company, being a mom, like you almost kind of just don't want to inundate them with questions or like, what do you want to hang out? But also just kind of like cheering them from afar. And that's really kind of the energy that I give all the time of like, again, being the same club of like, I get it. It's so hard. It's so much work. And I also obviously have a lot of friends who, who are not moms who I also enjoy spending time with them because you kind of try to find again, that balance of being yourself, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. I find that some of those friends that don't have kids are such important anchors for me in my identity because for it sure. forces me to really think about myself and my friendships and everything without kids because it's so easy to just talk about your kids. For sure. I think that's the perfect word of like an anger because it does make you think about all the things that you could be doing outside of motherhood because we're so committed to being a mom, right? So um, yes, I enjoy that so much also. That's so cool. So I think there's something really important here too about creating space to nurture ourselves because when you are running a business and then you want to take all the time you have when you're not at work to pour that into your time with your child... How do you make time for yourself? And are there certain things that you do that really are just you time and help you feel more like yourself? After, I think, three years, obviously, having Dylan, I'm finding that because I think the last three years has been very, very just tough from being a new mom. You know, I don't don't think we have to get into it too much, yeah, but also yeah, going a divorce with, with her dad has been the toughest, toughest thing. 
And so like for me, finally now of kind of like settling in a tiny bit. And sometimes before too, like people are like, okay, you work out and that's probably your time. And it's like, yes. But I also felt like I was working out to just, not for the right reasons. You know what I mean? I was working out to like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But we're supposed to work out because it's going to make us feel better. But is it really helping? <laughs> is it for a different result? I completely get that. For yeah. sure. And and that really, that came to light during the pandemic. You know, I basically have worked out for the last 14 years of my life consistently that I actually stopped working out because I was like, you know what, be like, give yourself a break, you know, because I'm still like, you know, I have to be fit. I have to be this, do this. Like that I was, I was honestly, I mean, maybe that is when you feel burnt out. I don't know. I was burnt out from working out and trying to be like so healthy all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of on the hamster wheel and you're sick of it. I get it. Totally. And so I paused and I actually just started working out like regularly. I would work out like once a, once a week or maybe once every two weeks during the pandemic, but I was so over it. And, and then now I'm like, I'm hiking a lot more before I'm like hiking is weird. No, is that lame? But now I like actually love it because I am doing a lot of audiobooks. I, and I don't ask anybody to hike with me because I, I also sometimes if I'm not listening to anything, I'm just like being quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is the most valuable time I find is just solitude, quiet, being outside. <laughs> yeah. And just like thinking, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, sometimes absolutely. like those are the, the most creative times that I have is honestly when I'm by myself and I'm just walking and hiking and I'm like, oh, we should totally do this. Yeah. It seems to be now lately my most productive time because it's for myself. And when you're in meetings, it's like, I'm not really, I just need that, that time for me to be, to be productive. Yeah, completely. So looking back on who you are today versus finding out you're pregnant in the Hamptons, which I just love. Very on brand. I'm so on brand. That's so on brand. I love it so much. Um, what is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Since having Dylan, that I can actually be a good mom. You know, I had so much like self-doubt and that's a whole other episode. I just like was so like worried. Like, I don't know if I was going to be this and can I still have my job? Can I still be present in her life? Can I do all these things? And, and it's actually so cool to see like that she's growing up to be like a pretty decent human. And that makes me happy because I'm like, okay, I, I actually did a lot of work. And one thing that I continue to tell like my, my friends who are going to be new moms or even parents is like, I've been going to therapy for almost eight years. And I think that internal work has helped so much to, again, present all these things that I maybe not want to carry over as a mom and as a parent to my child. And the other part is like continuing to, again, learn and develop myself. And so that, again, I think has been kind of like the biggest, oh, okay, I, you are, you were kind of prepared to be a mom. Yeah, completely. I think as much as we do all this preparing of buying this new and, you know, all this stuff, I think the internal work is really honestly the most valuable thing that you can do to be a parent. Because, you know, again, you don't want to carry a lot of these things. I know, you know, you can help it, but I think when you at least are aware of it, it shows in, in, your, in, your, in your parenting. It's huge. I couldn't agree more. I wish if there was one gift I could give to the world, it's for everyone to have access to a therapist <laughs> to talk through and work through things and enlighten themselves. And for sure. And like, I, now I feel so like 
good to say that like about like being working on myself for for a while and I think that's also again helped with of course Dylan but like even when you that question about like how I am with my team versus with with Dylan it's like I learned so much that like it's not about like you know punishing somebody or yelling at somebody it's like let's talk this out and find a solution well thank you so much you are seriously an inspiration you are truly you know salt of the earth you're so genuine so smart so kind so nurturing and you know we see that in all that you do with revolve and your family there and dylan and even just you know how thoughtful you've been throughout this interview so thank you oh my gosh alex that's like the kindest words i really really appreciate it and thank you again for having me on the podcast yeah thank you Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel. We are a prenatal vitamin and supplement solution that adapts to your changing body's needs throughout your motherhood journey. All of our products offer the highest quality bioavailable ingredients at doctor-recommended doses tailored to each unique phase. Preconception, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and postpartum and beyond because your prenatal vitamin shouldn't be one size fits all. Sign up for our newsletter at parallelhealth.com to learn more.